Hello, and welcome to Season 2 of Storytime for Weirdos. We are shifting our format a little this season and trying to get you episodes every two weeks. This first episode is entitled The Liberation of Dr. Marcus. It continues the story of the urbanist, which you first heard back in February of last year. Darkness falls on a warehouse in Queens. Inside, a baby fusses, and a woman in a white lab coat offers a rattle to her child. Better be making progress, Dr. Marcus, says a man behind her. She jumps slightly. I'm basically done, she replies. Good, he says. Boss doesn't like to wait. Will he let us go, she asks. That's up to the boss, he replies. There's a thump above. I've got to make my rounds, he says, and walks out of the room. Outside, a man is walking down the sidewalk. He had been walking around the building for the past two hours. Every 30 minutes, he had encountered another man, nodded, and continued walking. However, the other man was three minutes late and nowhere in sight. He proceeds quietly down the darkened sidewalk. He feels the rope tighten around his ankle and pull him into the air. He opens his mouth to shout, but an elastic band wraps around his face before he can make a sound. On the roof of the warehouse, a figure in black watches two men dangling from ropes hanging from the side of the building. They struggle against the rubber bindings that are part of the snares. At a sound from the stair bulkhead, the figure in black slips out of sight behind a ventilation shaft. The door of the stair bulkhead opens, and a man who had previously addressed Dr. Marcus emerges. He looks down in surprise. The bottom of the door was slightly elevated above the roof, but he has stepped onto a platform that depresses in response to the pressure of his feet. He is enveloped in heavy industrial foam before he can react. He struggles as it hardens around him. The figure in black approaches, and the man shouts and struggles, but he's encased in hardened leather foam up to his chest. The figure shoves a gag in the man's mouth and squeezes around the foam into the stairwell. Two floors below, Dr. Marcus is inspecting a cylindrical machine the size of a table lamp mounted on a tripod. A control panel at one end of the machine glows red. She taps on it a few times, and it blinks before glowing green. The door to the stairwell opens. Tell your boss it's done, she says, turning. She gasps when she sees the black-clad figure, the slim build and layered clothes making it androgynous. Its face is obscured by goggles and a mask. Who are you, she asks. What do you want? She moves to her son, sleeping soundly in the baby seat. I'm here to get you out, the figure says, the pitch of the voice suggesting a male. I also need that, he says, pointing to the machine she'd been working on. You can have it, she says. Set the parameters and press execute. Takes about 30 seconds to warm up, depending on the size of the target. Thanks, he says. He picks up the machine and places it in a backpack. It sticks out of the top, but he secures it with a bungee cord. We should go, he says. Dr. Marcus picks up her sleeping child and places him in a baby Bjorn. I've managed three of the guards, the figure says. I counted four. Is that your count? Yes, she replies, fastening the straps on the Bjorn. 
The last one sits inside the front door, he continues. I propose we go to the roof and take the fire escape down. Sound good? She nods, picks up a large wrench from a workbench, and they return to the stairwell and climb up to the roof. Dr. Marcus gasps when she sees the guard encased in foam. Serves you right, jackass, she hisses as she slides past. The two climb down the fire escape and walk down the side street. I called a cab, which should be waiting about a block away, he says, turning towards the doctor. Suddenly, from behind the corner of the building, the fourth guard emerges and knocks the black-clad figure to the ground. I don't know where you came from, the guard growls, bending down and grabbing the prone man by the throat. Hey, douchebag, says Dr. Marcus, swinging the wrench down hard on the guard's head. He grunts at the impact and falls sprawling across the black-clad figure. With a groan, the figure wriggles out from underneath the guard. Thanks, he says. Thank you, she replies. Seems like I don't need to escort you to the cab, he says wryly. Seems that way, she says. Just don't kill anyone with that thing. I don't want people to die because of something I made. I've no intention of killing anyone, he says. I'll use it to fix something and leave it for the police. She nods and turns toward the avenue and her waiting cab. He disappears into the night. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Storytime for Weirdos, a bi-weekly podcast with new episodes posted on the first and third Saturday of every month. 